I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Fastball right down the middle. Heads you a high fly ball. Deep center field's got a chance. Ball going. Ball long gone. Austin Hedges. Car rush for his first of the year. This ball game is tied. The beauty, the beauty in that, right? I mean, last night, Hedges haters, Hosmer haters, they didn't have a good night last night for sure because both of those guys were had hands in the Padres' 2-1 victory last night. Welcome in, San Diego, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello here. Uh, welcome in to Gwynn and Chris on this Tuesday afternoon, a Day after the Padres put together what I think was probably one of their best baseball performances of the year, uh, taking down the Dodgers 2-1 on a night that Padres an opener. Um, we got a chance to see that bullpen on full display. Can we get a can we get a round of applause for Cal Quantrill who came in and pretty much shut the door after getting himself in a bases loaded situation? Gets out of that jam and proceeds to carve up the Dodgers for uh, the next three innings. He then enter Hammond, gets himself into a little trouble, does a little Houdini act, gets his way out of it. Then you hand it over to Bacon, and then you hand it over to not Yates, but Pomeranz, and they shut the door. Padres hold the Dodgers to one run. Chris Ello, what would you think of the performance last night? I was very pleased, and uh, who needs uh, the reigning National League Player of the Week, Fernando Tatis Jr., to hit home runs when you got Austin Hedges on the roster? You know, right. I mean, you could just <laughs> fall back on that. So right. uh, it is nice to have everybody get involved, and Eric Hosmer had a great at-bat in the sixth inning to great drive in that go-ahead run, fouled off a couple of really tough pitches from Dustin May to, to stay alive in that at-bat, and then uh, took it the other way to get the go-ahead run in, and you know, the bullpen, Tony, don't look now, but 19 of the last 20 innings pitched by the bullpen have been scoreless innings. The only yeah. inning that they gave up any runs was on Sunday when they gave up those four runs in the ninth inning of a game they were already ahead 9-1. to one. So the bullpen is starting to crack down, and uh, Tatis kept his streak alive, got, got that hit in the eighth inning, so he's been on base every game. All was right with the world last night. Rockies lost, so the Padres pick up a little ground in the standings. And uh, look, that bullpen, you hold the Dodgers to two hits and two walks over eight innings. That's getting it done. I mean, that that, that is a, a, such a great lineup, such a deep lineup. You know that, and, and everybody knows that. And Padres really didn't have a great offensive night themselves. 
coming up with only the two runs. But uh, in, in a matchup between two of the highest-scoring teams in baseball, you know, the better bullpen situation won out last night. So that's the good news. The You know, the Padres are now 6-0, and Tony, in first games of series this year. They've won the first game of every single series they've played. You said Problem that's is, the good news. That's the Where's good news. The... the problem is they've lost four of the five second games of the series. So that's what's at stake tonight. Hopefully Garrett Richards can uh, change that around. And uh, we didn't really need that. I don't, I don't really think we needed that scrape. If I would have needed that, I would have asked you for it. I don't really think <laughs> it was necessary. Report, report is... <laughs> what what is going... are, we... are we having functions? No, now he's just pushing the wrong buttons. Now he's just pushing the wrong buttons. <laughs> is he what, what? panic now? Hands in the air. Hands in the air. I'm not oh, pushing the board. Any you mean the board is just pushing buttons on its own now? No, no. Uh-huh. Listen, I, getting back onto the race real quick. Uh, yeah. One of the things that I, I, I've I've tried to explain to, to folks out there is when you're facing, like, ones and twos, um, you expect not those games to kind of be on the lower end. Um, I, I, and granted, I know my man May is is a young pitcher, but he has ace like stuff. Yeah. Um. So it kind of surprises the low scoring game. Liked it. All the chips were on on the line there. Hosmer has to put together a, a good at bat against some quality pitching, and he does. Man, he puts. He, he's an RBI guy for the Padres. He did it again last night. Hedges comes up, takes advantage of a hanging slider, hits it out dead center. And on some nights, especially against good teams, that's all you're going to be able to get. You're going to have to pitch and play D. And I thought the, the job Cal Quantrill did was was spectacular last night. I mean, that's his, he got better as the game went along, too. I, the, the one at bat I keep going back to, I, I, I believe it was Bellinger. He made some really good pitches. Right over. Tony, you're good last night. Your your internet is being a little wonky right now, so oh, can you not yeah, hear your me? Internet, you're probably saying some really good stuff. You are, there, Tony. you We're are. Just unfortunately, not able to hear everything you're saying right now. Um, but uh, hopefully, we can get you cleared up. I I, I will say this, uh, Cal Quantrill. It's a different world now when you consider the fact that three shutout innings is a spectacular performance. But that's kind of the way pitching is now. That's the way baseball is now. Uh, you know, we used to ask for seven innings, but it's a little different story now. And when you start the game with Perdomo and you bring in Strom, Strom really hasn't been pitching that well this year. He throws two perfect innings as well last night. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was just an excellent performance all the way around and solid win for the for the ball for the ball club. Now they got to back it up and get another one tonight. That's the that's kind of the key to what they're after right now is you know getting back to back and and to that end, Jace Tingler has put together the lineup for tonight, and it's the exact same lineup as it was last night. And that is, Tony, here we are now, 18 games into the season. Tonight is the first time all year that the Padres are going to have the same lineup in back-to-back nights. So uh, I, I'm not saying he's settling on something, but, uh, you know, you can guys can get in a little better groove, I think, too, when they're, when they're in the same spot in the order. So uh, something a little different tonight. Garrett Richards got outpitched by Ross Stripling last Wednesday. Two of them will match up again here uh, this evening, and uh, hopefully Garrett Richards will get the best of Stripling this time around, and the Padres can get the second game of the series as well. Am I any better now? 
Yes, you, you were, are, my you friend. You were great before. Please don't ever think that you're anything less than great. It was uh, your internet that wasn't so good. Well, well is the internet any better, Scrape? It sounds Oh, great. it, it sounds, sounds amazing. Better. E, ah, ah, e, ah, that's that, what it, you... <laughs> man, I was making You sounded like Scrape stumbling too. over a... You did. You did. Uh, <laughs> trying to make a point about something. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, man, I had some good stuff going there. So y'all didn't hear you none did. of that. You did. Huh? You were really We, we were heard for the most part. Like, we could put it together, what you were saying. <laughs> yeah. You, you were anyway, smooth. You were smooth. I'm that... sure the when the Padres got to the ninth uh, last night, I'm sure there was... Uh, some some eyebrows raised when they saw Drew Pomerantz coming in out of the bullpen as opposed to Kirby Yates. Jace Tingler, obviously uh, the one making the call here, was asked about it post-game. Uh, here's why he went Pomerantz over Yates. Yeah, he w- um, he is okay. It was predetermined before the game. Um, you know, he's he, he's had just a, a little bit of tightness, soreness in his body. And so we just determined at the uh, beginning of the day today that in this point of the year, you know, we're, we're not going to push through it. Uh, we, we've got, you know, guys uh, in, in the bullpen uh, that that we believe in. And there, there's no reason to, you know, if he's at 80, 85 percent right now, there'll be a point where, uh, we hit where he's going to go at, at, you know, filling 80, 85 percent, 90, whatever it is. Uh, but, you know, we, we made a call before the game that, uh, you know, if, if we had a chance, we're going to give him a day down. We'll see where we're at, we're at tomorrow. But I expect um, uh, the next day or two, if we've got a, a save chance, there's, there's a great chance he'll be in there. So, listen, as of right now, um, Padres saying it's, it's precautionary. And um, I, I think we got to go with that. But. It's well, certainly... We have to go with it because we don't have any other information from anybody <laughs> right. else, and nobody can talk to Kirby Yates right now. But uh, I, I think this kind of is not shocking to me just in the way that Yates has been used and the way he's warmed up and uh, right. where we've seen him and not seen him throughout this season that he is definitely struggling with some something, some soreness, some tightness, whatever the case may be. Uh, you know, in one, in one sentence, Jace Tingler says he's all right. Uh, I think the very next sentence he said that he's experiencing some tightness and some soreness. So he's not all right. I mean, he's not right. a – he's 85% right now. And right now when you got Drew Pomerantz, who, by the way, Tony, has only allowed one hit this season. One. One. It's not such a bad option to bring him into the ball game, And especially when you had Max Muncy leading off the bottom of the ninth inning, he can go lefty on lefty there. But uh, I, I – I, I'm a little concerned about the Kirby Yates situation. I it, This isn't just a one-time thing. This has been kind of ongoing for the last 10 days, just in the sense where, you know, has he been available? Has he not been available? Is he warming up when he normally warms up? Is he not warming up sometimes when you're expecting to see him? So uh, I, I, I'm a little concerned. I, I would love to see him in there tonight with a one- or two-run lead shutting down the game and, you know, returning to his role as closer because I still think – as good as Pomeranz is right now, Yates is still the all-star closer, and uh, you're going to need everything you can get to, uh, you know, to beat these Dodgers this week. So, we'll see where it goes tonight. Um, but uh, I, I have a, I have a bit of a concern for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. For me, it, it this early, uh, considering how guys were brought along this this summer camp and. And the the, dis, the obviously being disrupted during spring training, I just think this 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 is not completely out of the ordinary. And and for the time being, at least, uh, I don't. There's no need to worry because it's not costing Padres any games at this point. Now, that could change, and, and if it changes, then there will be a need to worry at least 
uh, in my eyes. Um, I just, again, I can't say uh, enough about the job that bullpen did last night uh, against a a fantastic Dodger team. Um, they pretty much shut down Betts. They shut down Bellinger, the two guys you you most certainly have to uh, take care of. And uh, that was that was how we had it drawn up when we saw this bullpen and everybody was talking about it being one of the top two or top tier uh, bullpens in all the game. They, they certainly looked like that last night. Yeah, well, 19 out of the 20 uh, innings scoreless for the Padres right now out of the bullpen. So that uh, you put that together and you're going to have some wins and you're going to start looking good and you're going to start playing the way uh, you expect the Padres to play. So that is excellent news. Hopefully they won't need the bullpen quite as much tonight. I, yeah. you know, hopefully Garrett Richard, I mean, I know they won't need it as much tonight. Garrett Richard's going to pit more than one inning. But uh, hopefully, <laughs> right, right. hopefully they'll only need them for two or three tonight, and uh, they can get the. Like I said, the this is a, an important series to kind of measure where you're at, et cetera. But I, I you want to make up a little ground. You want to, you want to, you know, you know, back up a victory with a victory. Uh, you don't want to take one step forward, one step back, and it's tough to beat the Dodgers back-to-back games. It's kind of been tough for the Padres to beat anybody back-to-back games. Like we said, they win the first game of the series, they lose the second game. That's been the way it's gone almost all year. So hopefully tonight they can change that. Win the series. That's the end of the day. If you, if you take three or four, no matter how you get them, that's right. three or four, and it's going to cut into – uh, that Lee and you're right. I think you did. You say we're uh, we're a quarter past the. We were already past the quarter oh, yeah. mark. Yeah. So, by the end of this series, we'll be a third of the way into the season. So it, it, these games are important. This is these. There are no throwaway games this year. So no. you want to win as many as you possibly can uh, as you continue to to get through this season. It, it it it's it's so normal of us to think in our minds the way this game feels right now. Okay, beginning of the season. You know, this is the early matchup between the Dodgers and the Padres. No, it's not. This, well, as Chris said, we'll be more than a third of the way through the season after this series. So, Padres want to take care of business, no doubt about it. Uh, we got a long, not a long show. We don't have a long show. We'll, we'll be with you guys to about two thirty-five. Or excuse me, five thirty-five today. Uh, we got a uh, few guests coming on today. Uh, Mandy, Mandy Bell, MLB.com. She's the Cleveland Indians beat writer. They have some boneheadedness going on uh, in their organization. <laughs> We're going to get into that in the 4 o'clock hour. Yes, uh-huh. you will hear that siren, I'm, I'm sure, uh, at least once or twice in that 4 o'clock hour. Uh, Eric Williams, who now covers the Rams uh, for Sports Illustrated, we'll have him on here at, at, at the 3.30 mark. we got a big five. got a Chris's fantabulous sports game show, plus all the news in college football, because that's certainly something we, we've got to pin down. Big news coming out of the Big Ten. Uh, we'll get to it at, at, when we return. This is Gwen and Chris San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Here's 319. We welcome you back to the program. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Gwen and Chris. San Diego's number one sports talk station coming up on Dodgers Padres. Tonight, 540 will be the pregame show, 640 the first pitch. You'll hear all the action right here on 97.3 The Fan. I want to throw the phone numbers out there for a second, 833-288-0973. Before we get to this college football mess, I had a question I wanted to throw out there. And just get your opinion on it, Tony, and get whoever else's opinion on it. If you feel like joining us on the program, you can, 833-288-0973. Is it possible, Tony Gwynn Jr., possible 
that Kirby Yates isn't 100%, but is actually pretty close to 100%. And the Padres are actually looking around the trade market and wondering if maybe they should think about dealing their all-star closer. Now, remember, he's a free agent at the end of the season. And I ask you this. If there was a really good, reliable second baseman available and that team wanted Kirby Yates in return, would you consider that if you were the San Diego Padres at this point? Or is this just sports talk radio show host Blabber? (laughs) I'll give you that option, Tony. Is it Blabber? Or is it possible that the Padres are searching around a little bit and just kicking the tires on this? Um, I don't think they're searching. Is is it possible? Of course, anything's possible. But my guess is they're not. I, this isn't the best way to be showcasing a guy if that's what you're trying to do. As <laughs> that's well. a good point. I hadn't <laughs> thought of that. So I don't <laughs> think they are. Um, and plus, I, I think the one thing we've learned – especially over the last few years with bullpens, is that you need as much bullpen depth as you possibly can have. And the more you have, the more options you have come playoff time, should your team be in that position. So right. I, I, I w- for me personally, I'm hanging on the curb, and I'm going to see what this offense can continue to do. You mentioned it earlier, two of the top offenses in all of baseball facing off against one each other one another and the bullpen hasn't been as good i mean it's been better lately but it didn't start off that way so i'm I, i'm rolling with with curb on this one well i would love to roll with kirby yates on this one as well personally i don't even want to think about trading him but the fact of the matter is he's a free agent at the end of the season and you that is you know true. you think about it and you say maybe we'd like to get something and you, you got Pomerantz pitching lights out. Anyway, it was just something that crossed my mind today. I'm throwing it out there. If anybody's interested in commenting on it, you may. 833-288-0973. This hour is brought to you by Spectrum Business. Now more than ever, small businesses need the best Internet and phone solutions at the best value. And Spectrum Business is proud to help, offering new customers one month of Internet voice and TV service for free. Visit business.spectrum.com today to learn more. All right, we'll get back into the Padres, more baseball stuff in a second. But oh, we have a phone call. Yes, if on you the would subject. like it. Yes, this if you like thing hand. actually works really well. We need to do this more often. I do it all the time. I do it all the time. What, begging for calls? <laughs> I beg for anything. Can I have a dollar, sir? Please. Do we have the name of the uh, caller? Uh, his name is Dave. All right, Dave, jump in there right now for a second. What's How up, are Dave? You, Dave? What do you think? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Radio show blabber or anything to it? Um, you know, I've been thinking that as well. The bottom line is that Drew Pomeranz is throwing better than Kirby Yates. And you have to logically think that if Yates is going to be a free agent by the end of the year, it would be kind of foolish for the Padres not to look in a different direction. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'm sure they're keeping, as Tony said, anything's possible. And I'm sure they're keeping all options open. But I'm going to believe them at face value right now, Tony, when they're telling me that Kirby Yates just is not 100% healthy. He's 85 90%. He could pitch. Right now they'd rather go with a 100% Pomeranz. 
And I'm going to go ahead and believe them and take them at their word for now because I really don't want to believe that they would want to part with any piece of this bullpen. But if a great second baseman became available, uh, it would. <laughs> I have to say, it would it would at least it would at least perk my interest. So yeah. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate the phone call. Yeah, Dave. thank you for the phone call, Dave. For sure. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen. That's the easy. That's the easy thing to do right now is point to Drew's throwing the ball very well. I know. And Kirby isn't, and you know we all jump onto that 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 bandwagon there. And that's it can not change to say, quickly. It, it, it? We we see it change all the time. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that Pagan wasn't throwing that ball that well, uh, and we see in the last few outings he's been he's been great. So, right. we'll, we'll, it's early, but it's not early. You know what I'm saying in this season. It's getting early late out there. <laughs> it's getting early like late. I believe Yogi Berra once said that, confusing everybody. Uh, college football situation, uh, if you're just tuning in, of course, yesterday the Mountain West Conference uh, called it a, a fall season. They're going to hope to play football in the spring, uh, that in the wake of the uh, the MAC announcing that over the weekend. Now today, a couple of big dominoes fall, Tony. The Big Ten says they are calling it a season for the fall, and the Pac-12 follows suit. So two of the uh, Power Five conferences now say they're not going to play football at all this fall. It seems like the appropriate decision to make, but it is interesting to me to a certain extent. The ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12, still nobody has made any declarations one way or the other. Nebraska, which is in the Big Ten, has come out and said, we want to play somewhere. We don't care that our own conference isn't playing. And maybe you're going to end up with a college football season of just like all SEC games or something, which to a lot of people would be a real college football season. (laughs) You're 100% right. A lot of people would feel like that. Yeah, this one, um, I guess it's not a surprise, uh, at least Big Big Ten, Pac-12, uh, deciding to to go that route, um, it is a bit of a surprise that the other three conferences haven't followed suit. And That's I what I agree with. That it, it, I haven't um, just based on what we talked about yesterday, right? And I know the SEC is is the SEC, and they have uh, some some funds, but they don't have the kind of the the kind of resources that the NFL has. So I, I don't understand. How they're doing now? Listen, I'd love to be proved wrong. They have some protocols that would work. By all means, show them to me. Show them to everybody so we could see. But yeah. um, right now, it just seems a little hard-headed to to want to pursue a team. And listen, I don't think the season should necessarily be canceled. I don't. I think postponement is probably the right word that we're looking for uh, with the attempt to play, you know, in the spring in the following following year. But um, to what are we waiting on in the other three conferences? Yeah, I don't know what the other three conferences are waiting on unless they're hoping for something miraculous to happen. I mean, to me, you cannot you cannot risk the health of a bunch of young student athletes. I, I don't care if you're the SEC or, or what you are. I mean, that, With that latest report talking about the, the heart conditions that could come from some of these young athletes, mm-hmm. just from having it with no symptoms or not very many symptoms at all, yeah. the after effects of it. They just don't know enough. Yeah. There was do some wanna, ACC do, doctor that came out there today and said, oh, no, we can have a season. I go, what, what, are you, what world are you living in? I, I the mean, ACC. 
It's yeah. I mean, it's a different world than the rest of us seem to be living in with this coronavirus pandemic. So, but don't give me the. Sorry to cut you off, Chris. I I just got oh, really okay. angry Go for ahead. some reason. Uh, but don't give me the. We just uh, we just found out some new information that really made it pushed us over the edge. You were just waiting until the last possible second. You weren't concerned about this new information. I'm, listen, I'm not going to pass judgment on 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 whatever whoever's coming up and saying. You know, we've just got information that has pushed us to that say, you know, we're not going to have the season. Regardless, as long as you get to the decision that you're trying to protect people, you're you have the kids' interest at best here. And certainly, I understand. And Trevor, Trevor Lawrence brought this point up yesterday that you know some of these some of the kids that are, are attending colleges that is their best place. That's where they need to be. Uh, they are at risk not being there. Com- I completely understand that. But I think, um, as I heard today, I was Ben Watson, former NFL tight end, said this. Uh, I heard him say today. Ultimately, for the for the 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 presidents of these schools, the ads of these schools, the question becomes: Is it the responsible thing to pursue the season at this point? Is it the responsible? Not that is the thing we want to do, but is it the responsible thing when you have a whole bunch of other kids? under your 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 watch. Yeah. I, I don't think it is. I, I, don't I really think it is don't. I, I think the Mountain West Conference made the responsible decision. I think the Big Ten, the Pac twelve have made the responsible decision. I think they waited this long because they were just hoping against hope that something would change in 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 the landscape of this coronavirus, but nothing really has changed. We're right where we were kinda of when this whole thing started four and a half months ago. And we just don't know enough to be able to protect these student athletes. And I, I agree with you 100%, Tony. I don't understand what the ACC is seeing that we're not seeing. Uh, the SEC, I know they're arrogant. I know that they are bigger than everybody, but it, they're not bigger than the coronavirus. I'll tell you that. If they think they are, they're badly mistaken. And uh, the Big 12 has just kind of been quiet throughout this whole thing. So I'm not really sure where they stand, but I know they haven't made any announcements yet. I I, I just know that you know, the college football season is on life support right now, at least for the fall. And unfortunately, as much as it hurts to say it, as a big college football fan, just like the rest of you listening are, life support is where it needs to be right now, Tony. I mean, there's just no other way around it that I can see. And, you know, we'll see if these other big conferences follow suit in in short order or whether they try really hard to push something through and and play some football. But I think that they'd be risking the health of a lot of young kids, and I just don't think it it could possibly be worth it. I, I, I totally agree. Totally All right, we'll see where that goes. We'll talk more about that. Uh, J.D. Wicker had some comments earlier today about San Diego State. We'll try to get some of those on the program before we're done. But when we come back, it is the television show that you love more than any other, and it is starting tonight on HBO. That's right, everybody. Hard Knocks makes its season debut today, and guess who's in it? The Rams are in it. And there's that other team in there, too. But the Rams are in the Hard Knocks. Huh? What's the other team? Chargers. The other Los Angeles team is in it as well. Oh, oh, oh. I'm just ignoring them for the moment. Uh, Eric Williams, who covers the Rams, is going to join us when we come back, and uh, we'll get some thoughts from him. Also, if you want to talk about Kirby Yates, please uh, give us a call, 833-288-0973. 
if the great second baseman was out there, would you be willing to listen for Kirby Yates right now? Uh, we'll talk about that when we return as well. I'm Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Gwynn and Chris. This is San Diego's number one sports talk station, 97.3 The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 3.38 on the clock. You're listening to Gwen and Chris. Want to remind everybody, make sure you're listening at 5 p.m. each day this week throughout, excuse me, through Thursday for a special cold word. If you hear the cold word at 5 p.m., go to 97.3thefansd.com slash fans for your chance to win a cardboard cutout of yourself in the stands at August 25th, excuse me, at the August 25th game versus the Mariners. A uh, game will be at Petco Park. Um, code word's not in there, though, right? That's at 5. No, we'll give it to you at 5 o'clock. Okay. All right. Yeah, I guess yeah. I did read that, right? Thanks uh, for playing. Let's <laughs> check traffic with Kelly Dannon. Traffic is sponsored by your San Diego Honda dealers. People are dropping garden tools in the roadway in the North County, guys. Northbound side of the 5, just past Cannon. Looks like a large rake in the fast lane and some other debris in the slow lane. So I guess stay in the middle there. And westbound side of the 78, just past College, reports of another rake in the fast lane. Uh, southbound side of the 805, just past Plaza Boulevard, we have reports of a stall vehicle in the fast lane. And a surface street accident in the Claremont area. This is the intersection of Ruffin Road and Chesapeake. Two cars involved in this. Not showing if lanes are blocked, but just watch out for a little activity there. Again, that is Ruffin Road at Chesapeake. The 2020 Honda CRVs are loaded with extras. Every model has a turbocharged engine and the latest safety standard. And during the Honda Summer Clearance event, your San Diego Honda dealers are offering incredible lease deals. To find your nearest dealer, visit sdhondadealers.com. I'm Kelly Danik with Gwen and Chris, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. San Diego, we're getting a little sloppy again. Things are falling out of the back of our cars. It's, I know it's not ladders <laughs> and, and couches at this point. It seems a little bit smaller, but we've got to clean it up out there. All right, You guys got to stay safe. Tie All right, everything to, down. Tonight, uh, there's a two-team Hard Knocks premiere on HBO, and covering one of those teams is our next guest on the SDCCU Fan Hotline, Eric Williams of Sports Illustrated. Eric, thanks for coming on. First and foremost, congratulations on the new gig. Hey, uh, thanks for having me, and, and thanks for that. I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's good to be still covering the league and uh, covering a different team, but uh, covered the NFC West before, covered the Seahawks for a while, so uh, uh, interested in, to, to learn about this new team and get back to it. Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about it. HBO Hard Knocks premieres. It's a, a favorite across the country. How do you think the team feels uh, doing the show right now? <laughs> 
I think guys are just happy to, to have the opportunity to play, to be honest. Mm. Um, you know, obviously, how they deal with COVID is going to be front and center, I expect, in this first uh, show, you know, with the social distancing and making sure that the environment is, is safe and healthy enough. And so we're going to see a lot of that. Uh, we've been talking to the players uh, via Zoom calls the last week or so, and they've been talking about and discussing, you know, all the protocols they have to go through before they even enter the building. Obviously, you have to test every day. Uh, and then, really, the, the service-like tent that they build uh, outside their facility with no walls so they could kind of have some airflow in there and they can meet as a team. Uh, so it sounds like the Rams staff have, have done a great job of creating an environment that's safe, but, you know, obviously there's there's a lot of unknowns. And so I'm interested to see, you know, how that, that, that shakes out moving forward. Eric Williams of uh, Sports Illustrated. Uh, sounds good, right, Eric? That has a good ring to it, uh, joining us on the... You're, you're not wrong, Chris. Yeah, there you go. Joining us on the STCCU Fan Hotline here. And, uh, of course, uh, college football, big news comes down today that they're going to postpone football till spring, or at least a couple big conferences are. Yeah. Uh, NFL's a... I know it's a different animal, but I would think that to a certain extent uh, the chatter among the the people in the Rams organization is still one of a, of some uncertainty, is it not? Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, when, when you're dealing a situation like this and, and you see the numbers every day and, and, and you have people that are personally affected, you know, that, you know, um, you're going to have some, some trepidation going into a situation like this. Um, but you know, this is, it's, it's their job. It's what they get paid to do. They're, they're trying to mitigate risk as much as they can. Um, and I really think football is kind of set up to to deal with this this type of situation uh, maybe better than other sports. You know, if you grew up playing football, uh, it's very structured and regimented. Uh, guys are are used to having rules in place and and having authority figures that that kind of guide you through that process. Um, guys are going to protect each other the best they can in terms of you know staying out of the clubs, staying out of the casinos. Uh, because they know that, you know, they, they need to hold each other accountable. Um, and then the way that they travel, you know, charter jets that are just have the team only, they're usually separated from other people when they stay in hotels, they go on their own buses, so they're kind of in and out. Um, and then, you know, the NFL has a ridiculous amount of money that they can just throw at it to make sure that they, they create, again, a safe environment as possible. Eric, one of my favorite players on that roster is Jalen Ramsey. And, you know, obviously he's coming up on uh, a free agency here. He's uh, been asked about it and, and, you know, hasn't necessarily liked having to repeat answers to the question. Uh, Do do you think the Rams and Jalen will figure this out? Yeah, I mean, they they made the trade for him, you know, last year. So they obviously put themselves – in a situation where Jalen has a lot of leverage and they, they understood that. Um, so yeah, I think you got to get it done one way or another. Um, it's going to be a lot of money. Uh, yeah. Jalen wants a lot of money. He deserves a lot of money. He's one of the best players in the league. As you mentioned, plays with a chip on his shoulder, plays with a lot of swag. Um, to me, I think it's going to get done. I don't know when it's going to get done, but I, I think they'll, they'll figure it out. Uh, I'm more interested in how they're going to use them, you know, yeah. Yeah. In the league, it's been pretty consistent. When you have one of the best corners out there, you kind of just put them on the left side and and let him go to work. Um, but it sounds like they're going to move him around a little bit. Maybe he'll he'll 
he'll he'll move with the best receiver, or sometimes they might put him inside in the slot. They might put him back at safety. And so I think week in, week out, that's going to change change based on game plan, and teams are going to have to figure out where he is on the field. Um, kind of like uh, how the Chargers use their um, yeah. their similar athletes. So um, I'm in, I'm interested and excited to see how they're going to use him. SDCCU Fan Hotline, it's Eric Williams from Sports Illustrated joining us here, talking some NFL. Hard knock starts tonight, Rams and Chargers, and uh, so we'll start uh, learning a lot more about the Rams. Eric, the, the Rams are scheduled to play the Sunday night opener this year against the Dallas Cowboys in the mm-hmm. new stadium. Uh, give us a little feel for how things are coming along with this new stadium, A, and B, yeah. do you really – do you, what do you think the odds are that the Rams and the Cowboys actually get a chance to play that game? I think the odds are pretty good that they get a chance to play, uh, just based on the numbers that have been out there every day. Not a lot of guys have been on the COVID list. You know, when you look at the reportings, uh, the the Rams had two players, and I believe both of them have come off and, and are back on the active roster. So it seems like they're doing a pretty good job league-wide of controlling the environment. If that continues, it seems like they're going to get to the point where um, they can play games. Um, in terms of the stadium itself, you know, it's, it's ready to go. They've had players out there testing out the turf and kind of walking around the facility. We're going to get a chance to watch the Rams scrimmage, I think, in a couple weeks um, so they can have kind of a test run uh, just to see how everything works. Um, so I'm interested to see that. You know, I haven't been in the stadium, I believe, since January. Um, so this would be my first time being in there with a field down and having the Oculus up, which is that 360-degree video board that they've been raving about. Uh, you know, it's, it's 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 unfortunate that fans can't go to experience it because of the situation. But, you know, and I imagine Kroenke's going to lose even more money because he's not able to start getting some of that, that money back with, with fans showing up. Um, but I would be surprised if they don't play uh, on September 13th. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Eric, uh, Kevin McConnell, uh, O'Connell is the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, how how are him and Sean McVay going to um, going to piece this thing together? Obviously, you get a new offensive coordinator, Sean McVay, one of the uh, better brains we have in in the game of football. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how do they plan to kind of to kind of mix this thing together? Yeah, definitely up and coming. Uh... O'Connell is and, and was a good get for the Rams uh, based on his experience, not only in the league, but in this system. He knows this system pretty well. Uh, McVay is still going to call the plays. I don't think he's given that up. I think that's one of his strengths as a, as, as a coach and it's, you know, one of the primary reasons he got the job to begin with. Um, I think the, where you're going to see his impact is, is with golf, you know, building that relationship and kind of getting golf to play and how he did a couple of years ago. Obviously, Goff, you know, struggled last year. at a career-high 16 interceptions, uh, 10 fumbles, lost five of those. So he needs to do a better job of taking care of the football. He needs to get the ball out quick. It's kind of what Phillip went through when, when they brought Mike McCoy in in 2013. It was more, you know, short stuff, get the ball out, don't hold on to it as long. And if there's a, a guy open in the flat, let him make a play. I think um, Goff needs to get back to that. And then obviously they need to get back to running the football with some authority, uh, when they did, you know, before Gurley started having the knee issues, they draft Cam Akers in the second round. You know, I like the kid a lot, kid off Florida State. He's got some juice, um, very patient runner, but he's got great acceleration through the hole, and I think he'll be a guy that can create explosive plays both in the running game and the pass game. So if they can create balance on offense, get the running game going, and then 
just get Goff to be a little more comfortable in the pocket and, and making quicker decisions, maybe they can get that offense going again. Yeah, that's certainly uh, something a lot of the Rams fans are, are, are hoping can be, to see Goff playing like he played a couple years back. Eric, as always, appreciate you coming on once again. Happy to see you over there at Sports Illustrated, and uh, we'll catch up during the season. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you, Eric. No problem. Eric Williams of Sports Illustrated on the SDCCU Fan Hotline. San Diego County Credit Union has low mortgage loan rates. Equal housing opportunity. For details, call 877-SDCCU for you. Or to apply online, visit SDCCU. Com. We got a few callers on the line uh, about that uh, question that Chris posed before we went to the interview. And uh, that was if you could get rid of Kirby Yates for a eight or a top tier second baseman, will you pull the trigger? Let's go to Ben. Um, what's on your mind, Ben? How are you doing today? Thanks for calling in. Hey, Ben. Doing, doing well, thank you. My pleasure. I hope you guys are doing well, too. We are. Uh, tell us, tell us your, I, what do you think about that that question, Ben? I think it's. I think it's. Uh, to be perfectly frank, I think it's nonsense. I think we have a perfect second baseman right now in Jake Cronenworth. Oh, um, I don't think there's any reason to go shopping for another second baseman when you got somebody who can already. He's he's a he's a middle infielder. He can move around. He can hit. Um, there's no need to improve that position at this time. If you want to shop Yates, okay, that's fine. But you know you don't shop somebody by saying he's you know got a shoulder shoulder injury you know right, um, right. you shop him by performance and you know it's a reasonable comment about the, being a free agent at the end of the year and so forth and if you can find somebody that's a, a reasonable fit for the team as weeks go along then sure enough at this point I really like the team that AJ Preller has put together yeah and at this point I'm going to just go ahead and trust his judgment and and see what happens. Thank you for your phone call, Ben. That was uh, that's you know uh, I didn't mind Ben. I I liked the fact that Ben had a really good opinion there and disagreed with my question. What I did not like was the bell that came in there. (laughs) Well, you wanted to know if it was the. That comes from your favorite guy, Matthew. (laughs) Why why am I taking an extra shot from Scraby on this? (laughs) No, I was agreeing with Ben. I wasn't taking a shot at you. Yes, I know you were agreeing with Ben, which means you were completely disagreeing with me. Well, you asked if the question was nonsense and gobbledygook or if it was real. And when you got the crone zone at second base. The crone zone. How do we now, feel about the crone did my, zone? Did my other partner, Jesse Agler, start the crone zone? I, that's where I now. first heard it was, was Jesse. You know what? I think it's interesting that I, I really like Cronenworth. Obviously, everybody does the way he's performed so far. But I mean, my goodness, it's been a week and a half in the big leagues for him. I mean, I'm not quite ready to, you know, just the spot next to Rogers MVP. Hornsby for the uh, Hall of Fame. But, uh, you know, we'll see how Cronenworth does. I mean, I think Profar can still bounce back a little bit with the bat, too. I haven't completely given up on him at second base either. But uh, it's just funny. Tony, you mentioned it. It's funny how in the moment we are as baseball fans. One guy goes three for four one night, and it's his job forever. And, <laughs> you know, you, you can't necessarily rate things on just one game or one week or even one month for that matter. And it's almost as if I was saying about Fernando Tatis Jr. yesterday, as unbelievably great as he is right now, and he's un, he's off the charts great right now, the last Padre player of the week that they had before Fernando Tatis Jr. was a guy named Manuel Margot, who's no longer in town. I mean, right, things right. can change very quickly. 
Um, you know, I, I'm not saying Tatis is going to go into any kind of a slump, but he's probably not going to keep up this pace either. So it's just funny how we react so, you know, so hardcore based on just a couple of couple of small samples. Let's squeeze in Diego. Diego, welcome to the show. Hey, how do Diego. you feel? Thank you so much. No yeah. problem. How, how do you, <laughs> how you feel about moving Kirby yeah. Yates uh, for anybody that could help the team? Oh, man. I honestly, I think we can get the most out of it right now if we were to get rid of Kirby, man. He's not, it's not like he's not looking confident, but things are leaking over the plate. He's not spotting up like he used to. I, I understand it's a, a short season and maybe you gotta, 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 you know, get into it a little more. But if we were, I would be down for that. I would be down. We need a true second baseman and we can put Cronenworth anywhere, but we need a true second baseman. That defense last night, it's a gold glovers all over the field. Catcher through first base. It's nice. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. I would love that. Diego, thank you for the phone call. Um, I noticed listen, Diego I, didn't get a bell there. Did he did because he, cause it was, he didn't agree with Scraby. You know, no, yeah, no, no, no. He, he, would no, he didn't bring up the he didn't no bring bell up the, for Diego. Sorry about that, Diego. He, he didn't bring up the uh, non-sensory of the question, so I couldn't bell him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sensory of the question. Look, I, I, the I, question. I, I personally, as as I said, I think uh, it's 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 too early to be jumping off of of the uh, Kirby Yates bandwagon. Um, has he been perfect this year? No, uh, but he was exceptional last year. And when I say exceptional, exceptional. he was at the top tier. Um, and it's only been – he's only – how many appearances? I, got, I have to look it up, how many appearances. He hasn't he's had, had that many. four or five. He's had four or five. Like, are yeah, we really all. basing four or five outings uh, and, and really to, willing to, to move the guy? And then obviously Ben wasn't. Diego was. So, uh, But it is an interesting thing. This is why we worst, have talk Worst radio. bullpen in baseball right now, as it was last year, is the uh, World Series champion Washington Nationals. So what if they <laughs> called and said, you know – we got somebody we can play in the middle infield. We'll go ahead and offer you Trey Turner. Throw us Kirby Yates. Yeah, that's a that's a different story. That's a different story. I see. I don't <laughs> even think the Nationals would do that. To be honest, I mean, with you. no, the Nationals definitely wouldn't. Yeah, do they that. wouldn't. But, do that. Uh, I don't know. I do, never got to consider everything, and I know AJ Preller is. So that's why I threw it out there because I like to consider everything. That's all. No, you this 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 is what this is the that's the fun part of the show. We throw things out there like that, but. Yeah. Uh, I think Kirby's going to be all right, personally. Anyway, we got the 4 o'clock hour on the way. That means Chris versus the fan. If you indeed think you can take down Chris Ello, I suggest you give us a call, 833-288-0973. See how good you are. See how good you can do against him. This is Gwen and Chris, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3. The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.